Hi folks, welcome back to another episode of Ran Yogi Diaries. This is your host Santosh Shiva. Every week I bring you conversations with people who are on a journey, journey of well-being and fitness through endurance sports. I hope they spark some possibility in you, leave you with some tips and perhaps inspire you to perspire. In the house today is Pradeep Pise, who recently completed an epic 260 mile foot race in the deserts and mountains of Arizona isn't that amazing prior to it over the last few years he's been completing over 40 ultras this is for someone who started running back in 2010 and then went blank for many years and then came back with a big bang we speak to pradeep about why he got started running what influenced him to keep pushing new limits how he overcame injury to continue training and pursuing new limits balancing training with work and family responsibilities and finally where he is headed next let's dig in hi pradeep welcome to run yogi diaries Thank you very much Santosh thank you uh, very much for having me here It's a pleasure you know I uh, learned about you uh, through a common friend and uh, you know the amazing 250 mile cocodona adventure you were into and I was like wow is that is that even possible right uh, so I said hey you know we should connect and talk about your journey so thanks a lot for taking your time Absolutely So we have a lot to kind of cover and learn from you but before that i'll let ask you to maybe do a quick personal introduction and then we'll jump in sure sure absolutely so um thank you very much uh, santosh uh, uh, for giving me an opportunity to uh, present my story as well so um i'm pradeep um based out of uh, pleasanton bay area uh just a um, little bit of a uh, background about myself uh originally from india uh, central india um born in a small town called uh, varda i don't know most of uh, most of the folks may not know it's near nagpur um and um, i was born into a much bigger family uh, i have five siblings and uh, out of five siblings uh, my uh, elder brother has been a north star so most of my running as well as professional journey um, would uh, would basically uh, be following up uh, with uh, uh, into the footsteps of my brother so um so born in um, uh, born in varda then um, uh, education has been a very uh, big uh, factor in our family so uh, i got into engineering passed out from aris in nagpur um, and then uh, i came to us in 2007 and since then been um, i have been in uh, in corporate uh, things so Uh, it's almost 20 21 years of experience i'm working with a company called emphasis which is into uh, system integration and uh, and uh, uh, it services um i've been uh, leading one of their strategic um, uh, sales relationship uh, here in bay area so that's just a quick introduction cool awesome so you know um obviously in the recent past uh, you you've taken on running and you know it seems to have become a central theme of your life and that's how we got connected so let's kind of do a bit of a flashback here and um, kind of tell us about how did running enter your life you know you said education work and had not done much in your growing years but how did it all enter what happened yeah so um, i'll go back to um, 2010 or 20 uh, 2010 precisely um and that's when uh, i was with a company called senecron uh, uh, wasn't much into traveling that time but uh, my brother was an ultra marathoner as i said i mean my brother has been uh, has been a north star for me and i've been following into his footsteps uh, so he has um, uh, he has been an ultra runner and um, i thought uh, 
I, I used to think myself, uh, how could he run marathons or how could he run all these uh, 100 milers? Uh, I just couldn't imagine um, anyone running 26.2 miles uh, throughout. So um, back in uh, 2010, um, he said that, why don't you uh, start running? Um, and I was like 185 pounds. Uh, and um, uh, my parents used to have typical diabetes and a uh, few other issues, right? So I thought, um, let's give it a shot. And I used to live in Dallas at that time. And it was very difficult for me to even cover two miles, uh, uh, two miles of a uh, uh, small loop that was there uh, uh, very close to my house. Um, and then um, I did those two miles, four miles, and uh, got into half marathon. I did my first half marathon, uh, I think, back in 2010 or 2011. And um, then I tried, um, just after two months, I tried uh, full marathon as well. And uh, I wasn't uh, prepared at that time. Uh, I didn't know how uh, I, would, uh, I would carry myself uh, over 26.2 miles and uh, very ill prepared and i got injured in uh, in my first half, first full marathon itself um, it mm. was back in dallas um, and after 2011 i stopped running i uh, i didn't enjoy running that much uh, uh, back then so i stopped running uh, back in 2011 and um, again in 2015 my uh, brother came uh, to us and uh, we did run this 10K, uh, which was in 100 degrees Fahrenheit uh, back in Dallas. Wow. And I suffered a lot. Uh, I mean, my first half marathon was also in 100 degrees and I did comparatively well. But this 10K um, was more of a wake-up call for me. Um, I did finish that 10K uh, in one hour and seven minutes. And that was quite slow for me. And um, I thought... Uh, Man, this 10K is uh, is really, really slow and uh, it took all out of me. So that was a wake-up call and I thought uh, my fitness is not up to the mark. I need to get back to uh, running. And since then, I think that was my second life uh, uh, to running. After that, I haven't looked back and I got into marathoning and ultramarathoning and so on. Wow. It looks like you, you started uh, with uh, some really tough races in terms of environment 100 degree running is is not is a is a is a bit of a suffer fest and uh, it seems like you you handle the worst to start with so you know easier uh, rest of it probably would have been a little more easier with lower temperatures and cooler cooler weather right yeah i think that's how it is in dallas um, so uh, most of the races during summer uh, temperature would go uh, till 90s or 100s and uh, the race apparently is called as hottest half uh, so uh, you can imagine <laughs> wow terrific so well then you know you said you did the first marathon and you you, you come came back and you revived your running and uh, did you start with marathon or did you kind of pivot into ultras right away after no, the 10k so, yeah so um uh, after that 10k i um, did few runs so what uh, changed in my case was uh, uh, was basically joining some of those groups so i joined uh, one of the group um, and i'm still in touch with uh, uh, lots of those runners um, the basically those groups have changed my life after that so um, I used to go run at five o'clock in the morning, and uh, uh, and then I got into half marathons. I did. Uh, I don't remember exactly, but in uh, 2015, I think I did one half, and then I did back to back halves as well. Uh, I think uh, 20 um, end of 2015 um, on that 31st December and 1st of January, I did back to back halves. Uh, that gave me a quite a bit of confidence uh, uh, that gave me a feeling that I can hold myself for uh, for a marathon and uh, with um, that running group I uh, started enjoying my run so I think that was a game changer for me okay. and after um, after that in 2016 I thought um, I will try to do one at least one marathon um, and then eventually it became one marathon slash ultra as well 
but um, that gave me a solid base uh, in terms of mileage as well as uh, i did bunch of varied races back in texas and uh, um, and all over in us as well so that was a bit of a game changer for me that that is that is true right uh, i think the, the one of the biggest um, things that most runners probably say is the community aspect of it when you run in a group you know how it supports each other even and and it it is a game changer and i think in your case also it seems like finding the right group was a game changer absolutely absolutely right? and uh, and physiologically so compared to that 2010 experience where you started and then you stopped probably because you suffered and it wasn't a very pleasant experience was there something else that you were doing differently uh, to make it a little bit more interesting um not really i mean um, back in 2010 uh, i was just running by myself and um, i didn't know much about running as well so uh, um so i um, uh, i struggled with itb um, ilio uh, ilio tibial uh, band syndrome and uh, with itb um, um, i literally walked last 6 miles uh, in that uh, marathon mm. um so when i got back into running um, i used to uh, follow few uh, uh, few routines uh, for example um, before every run i used to foam roll and i used to warm up uh, no matter okay. what and after run i used to come and um, again do a little bit of foam rolling if it is a long run absolutely foam rolling was a must um, and then i used to uh, uh, cool down and uh, take a walk after uh, long runs as well so i did quite a few changes but uh, not um, i mean certainly not any um, anything major uh, other than running with a group and uh, and then i learned a lot uh, while running with uh, lots of these folks um, looking at my form and um, how to run uphills and um, i mean it, it has been a learning journey since then so um, it's it's definitely lightning Yeah yeah let's talk about that a little bit first of all there's gold in there right there's gold in there a lot of folks who have minor injuries you know you say it's a minor change but i think it was a important change that foam rolling part that you talk about and you know i think for from a viewer perspective that's gold uh, i would write that down uh, that just a foam rolling before and after especially if you've had something like itb or any other nagging injuries that that is a big 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 uh, game changer as well um, and i think most of the times in training these are the small tweaks that make give big results right and and in your Absolutely. case and that and and um, you also you also mentioned some additional uh, you know uh, practices that you taken on uh, which which helped you with the the whole journey right that you were yeah, doing yeah, differently yeah. absolutely absolutely so um, after that um um as i said i mean you tend to learn a lot from your uh, uh, um you're running comrades as well right so uh, uh i have some principles in running too um, i don't mm. take any coaches um so since i started i thought um, uh, i would know my body really well so i should know uh, how to run and so um, looking at your form is absolutely important mm. right so uh, looking at your form managing your cadence um, so i focused on my cadence as well i bought uh, this device called metronome um, mm. at that time and then i was uh, focusing on um, may not be uh, 90 or 180 uh, steps per minute but i was trying to get to at least uh, 170 uh, steps per minute so i focused on metronome um, and overall running cadence um, i tried to shorten my uh, stride length as well that was also um, a good thing because um, i used to get injured and i used to overstride earlier um so that was also something which i learned um but other than that i think um, just watching someone run um so i used to watch a lot of youtube videos as well i am nowhere close to uh, being an elite but uh, i used to watch uh, kipchoge bakeli and all these uh, elite runners uh, looking at their form and uh, what sort of corrections would i make to my form right um, and uh, and of course i mean during long runs you have to focus on your nutrition mm. um, um it took me almost um, 13 14 marathons 
just to learn how uh, nutrition works right uh, mm. i used to bonk almost every uh, uh, in every marathon in the last 6 to 8 miles um so it has been a it has been a little bit difficult for me uh, to learn by myself and of course i mean i uh, read few books as well but um, running few books rather than running uh, reading few books i think knowing all those things and then implementing it and uh, uh, self correcting yourself would make more sense uh, as per me that is uh, that is so uh that that's so important form you talked about form and you talked about cadence and I, I, you know in my last last podcast i had uh, danny dreyer who's the founder of chi running oh, yeah. on the show and um, you know uh, i personally gained a lot through chi running as a uh, as a technique and it, it you know that talks about chi you know metronome cadence and form and so did did you specifically use any particular method for that uh, or was it just That's a yourself. very good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I'm not able able to remember each and everything, but uh, you brought in a very good point, uh, Santosh. Uh, so, chi running uh, definitely helped me as well. Um, there is a um, there is a gentleman called Jeff uh, who has been a chi running instructor in Dallas. So, uh, I uh, took a workshop from him back in 2016 itself uh, through uh, reference from one of my friend, um, and um, that. changed quite a bit as well as to uh, how you would fall down and um, mm-hmm. how you would uh, maintain your form and uh, uh, and such so uh, one of the thing that i didn't listen to him was uh, uh, was basically um, this hoka shoes right so um, that time i um, i had um, i mean i didn't have any plantar fasciitis issues and all but uh, he had mentioned to me that uh, uh, your shoe has to have least minimum uh, uh, heel to toe ratio and mm. uh, that time hoka used to have around 10 uh, uh, mm of heel to toe ratio which was quite a big and even salomon and some of those shoes uh, have similar um, type of ratio as well i didn't listen to him and i just um, stuck with uh, my hokas uh, speed goats uh, challengers and so on and um, after a couple of years i have been struggling with um, with plantar fasciitis i mean i have been running with plantar fasciitis since last 2 3 years um, i have some ways to mitigate that pain but uh, the chi running workshop helped me a lot uh, absolutely yeah that's beautiful and uh, you, you you also mentioned uh, 14 marathons to realize <laughs> nutrition so what did you what did you change i mean to to handle the bonking Yeah so uh, what changed for me was um, um, of course i mean uh, you have to have uh, adequate nutrition before you start the race so i used to um, i mean i never liked gels uh, before um, but uh, now i have been using uh, huma energy gels and i'm not an ambassador um, of any of these brands so uh, take it with grain of salt um so i've been using uh, humas i've tried spring and a uh, few others as well but uh, so far um, humas worked out uh, very well for me so one gel um, uh, just before uh, race start so maybe 20 minutes or so i used to eat bananas before um and of course i mean uh, uh, my portions of breakfast and all they are much bigger so uh, uh, you would be amazed at looking at some of my portions um so uh, uh 20 to 30 minutes before one gel and then um, uh, when race starts don't drink anything just before uh, race um, i mean you can drink two or three hours before so that you can go pee and um, just be uh, uh, fresh after race starts every 30 minutes or so i used to consume one gel so um, at least 100 calories every uh, every 30 minutes um, and then coupled with water or uh, Uh, so um and every 30 minutes or so i uh, basically uh, change my routine from uh, let's say electrolyte to water so i um, for every with every aid station i take water and then electrolyte then water and electrolyte so that way um, i think um, that worked out really well for me um, and without nutrition um, it's real i mean for me i usually bonk after 15 or 16 miles i think um, mm-hmm. that's how my glycogen uh, uh, depletes um but 
coming into ultras that has uh, gone up a little bit more um, so after 20 miles or so uh, uh, i could extend that glycogen threshold and um, right now i think um, i mean i don't train uh, too much on roads uh, so i don't train uh, much on road marathons but i'm pretty confident that i can get sub 4 or uh, 3:45 quite easily um, even with just ultra uh, training or trail running so um now i think with ultra running um that helped me a lot uh, uh in my nutrition yeah that, that's terrific so you know talking about ultras right um so when did ultras become a thing for you uh were you doing that in parallel to your road marathons or was it like something you kind of pivoted completely and have gone into ultras when did that happen yeah, so back in 2016, when I decided I will um, do at least one road marathon um, slash uh, after that uh, slash ultra every month. Um, so I did my first ultra back in 2016 May, um, and um, I thought I I am doing this 26.2 miles, um, and I did a few trail uh, marathons as well. So uh, when you do uh, trail marathons, your time is usually a uh, little more than uh, road marathons so i thought uh, probably i will just try uh, my trail marathon uh, trail marathon or trail um, ultra so i tried this whispering pines uh, which is uh, which is not being held anymore i think uh, they have changed their name um it had a um, little bit of elevation gain and um, uh, and uh, uh, i mean it, it was hot as well it was in may so um, I did uh, quite okay. I mean, um, I was thinking, how would I uh, do all those um, extras uh, 10K, right, um, after uh, marathon? But I did uh, fairly well. Um, but still, I thought 50K is not a real ultra. Uh, 50K was just, uh, uh, what is that, four or five miles uh, more yeah. than uh, that. So then I decided to uh, try a real ultra. And... Um, there was a race called uh, Rough Creek Ultra uh, in um, in Dallas, nearby Dallas. Uh, I don't exactly remember the town, but that race was quite something. I mean, it did have um, lots of uh, very, very steep hills. And uh, that day, temperature was uh, 106 degrees. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you're, you're, an expert. Was... you're an expert in running in hot weather. You, 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 it attracts you, I think. <laughs> I was an expert. I mean, uh, uh, probably I didn't have any choice because uh, uh, Dallas was uh, usually very hot um, at that time. So uh, this particular ultra was 40 miles and um, uh, it had three loops. I never liked uh, loop trail races uh, because um, I'm not, I think I'm not uh, that strong mentally. Uh, and um, if I come back to my start location, probably I will DNF. So um, this trail race was quite interesting. Um, it goes through um, lots of steep hills and all. So I did that one. Um, and um, I think I was uh, one, of the, uh, one of the 10 or 11 finishers that day. Um, it was so hard that out of, I think, uh, uh, 25 to 30 folks, only uh, 11 or 12 people finished. Um, I walked most of it. Uh, I will not deny that. Um, but uh, that was um, that gave me a lot of confidence. Um, it took me, I think, around 11 hours and few minutes, uh, uh, 30 or 40 minutes. Uh, but that gave me a lot of confidence. After that, I tried uh, 100K, and uh, that 100K went really well. And I felt uh, after that 100K, I felt like. Uh, um it's not even tiring i mean uh, i could even go out for a run even after the 100k as well so uh after that i just uh got hung on to uh ultra marathons so so what was what in your view was different i mean you're saying with 100k you, you weren't wasted as much but on a marathon in a 26.2 you know you were bonking is, is it more pace where you kind of more running at a, a better a lower heart rate is that what was the difference for folks who are listening to this to give, to get a sense yeah absolutely um, so i think pace definitely plays a very big role so uh, one of the challenge that uh, most of the road runners uh, face while going into ultras um, they are not able to uh, uh, they are not able to uh, basically adjust their pace right so they think that um, they have a time goal 
they think that uh, if i have finished um, a particular marathon in uh, road marathon in 330 i should be able to finish this 12 marathon in 345 or 4 right mm. uh, but things don't happen like that uh, you have weather part you have um, uh, i mean you need to have a pretty good ankle stability mm. um, so most of the uh, it all depends on the trail surface as well right i mean if it is just normal gravel it's different but it sucks a lot of your uh, uh, push and responsive force as well so uh, it's very different and you need to uh, go with an open mind um, so you need to lower your pace a little bit um, so going from marathon to ultras you definitely have to uh, uh, go down a little bit on your pace and uh, another thing is nutrition right so uh, even in marathon you can't go without uh, nutrition in ultras it's absolutely impossible and uh, it takes a lot of people to uh, to learn that uh, through multiple ultras right uh, mm. so that is um, another thing um, then third thing is um, basically um, um, getting acclimated with weather too right so you are out there for longer period um, so for example in road marathon if uh, even if it rains or if it gets cold uh, we consider it as oh it's a really bad weather in trail uh, running it's absolutely normal i mean you run through mm-hmm. uh, mud or you run through rain or so so you have to basically adapt and acclimatize and um, and then improvise um, so that yeah. is the strategy that we use in ultras yeah no totally totally agree uh, i think uh, one point that you called out is definitely a lower lower intensity of uh, running and ankle strength you you called that out that's that's gold there uh, for folks who want to move into a trail running ankle strength is very very important and i also found that when i you know uh, switched to ultra i mean not ultras but trail running uh, from road running one of the other things i found was a certain openness to get <laughs> dirty in the sense that you would oh, yeah. see <laughs> water puddles and initially i would want to dance around the water puddles and walk or go around it or if i saw a stream um i would you know have those mental blocks but in trail running you just embrace nature you know i, I found that running through those puddles of water was more fun and yes your your legs get full of mud and you know you're wet but that's a big difference in mindset also right uh, uh in addition to some of the things you said in moving from road to trail now talking about uh talking about ankle strength you know do you do something specific to to strengthen it proactively yeah 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 absolutely um, so as i said um, i mean but you uh, you brought in a very good point um, um, to um, so basically in road running you have your cadence and you have um, a specific um, rhythm right that you run with and if that rhythm changes then it becomes very difficult to get back to rhythm as well whereas in uh, trail running it's um, it's very unstructured right that is mm-hmm. the part that i love um, it's very unstructured you um, jump uh, through some of the rocks you jump through some of the routes uh, there is a race called rocky raccoon uh, in your backyard right so mm-hmm. uh, very rooty and all so um, you have to go through lots of these uh, extraneous factors so uh, there is no rhythm but you have to get adjusted with um, that mm-hmm. abnormal too so uh, uh, so coming back to um, your question uh, sorry i forgot your question uh, santosh ankle strength ankle strength right so ankle strength um, i do lot of uh, these exercises um, i don't know the names of those exercises but uh, so there are four or five factors that i usually focus on um, so one is definitely strength training um, so strength training um, it may not be weight training um, uh, it may be just your body weight as well mm. so strength training uh, flexibility uh, balance um, and flexibility and balance could be yoga and pilates mm-hmm. um, and then uh, your diet and endurance so these are the five um, things which i absolutely focus on and i have uh, spent quite a bit of time um, as i said uh, uh i have been struggling with plantar fasciitis as well and mm. uh, i try to correct uh, my form or i use insoles uh, within my shoes so in order to have uh, my fascias as loose as possible um, and my calves as loose as possible 
um so i wear compression socks as well um mm-hmm. and similarly for ankle stability um i do uh, keep my uh, calves as loose as possible my uh, overall foot too so it's not just about ankles but uh, it's the entire leg system which you have to um so i usually um, roll um, on a ball uh, not on a typical foam roller and um, then i do um, lots of ankle stability exercises uh, to yeah. along with strength training yeah you know that that makes uh, that makes lens good tips good tips there um and i i also like uh, the the ball um it it you know i have a i think it's a it's a lacrosse ball that i have and right. um, i once went to a physical therapist he said use that for especially for my for my hamstrings um right. it it really helps sitting on it and moving around it really loosens up the hamstring so yeah those those it are great great the, tips yeah it works at very minute muscles uh, a lot of people um, use um, different ways for recovery um, so they use uh, those electric electrode simulations as well um, that is another way um, and there are bunch of products uh, out there in the market um, there are therabodies and um, theraguns and um, um, some more as well right so uh, there are um, i mean the entire fitness market has evolved so much since yeah. uh, last 4 or 5 years um, there yeah, are multiple yeah. options yeah and and then um, no absolutely and and then you went on to do like what uh, 40 plus ultras right in the in the in the, in the last 4 5 years you've been killing I have, it uh, yeah i finished uh, 42 ultras now yeah wow so that's like what an average of 3 a year almost right almost 5 yeah, so years think, uh, yeah most of my ultras uh, came in 2017 2018 2019 um uh, 2016 i just got into ultras so i think i got um, two or three three ultras um, but 2018 2019 um I mean, um, uh, I just hooked on, on to ultras. Uh, most of them are, of course, 50Ks. Um, mm. I've done a bunch of 100Ks, 50Milers, um, and some of them are easier, difficult, So, uh, but very um, diverse set of races. And uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to move to Bay Area was, uh, was trails as well, because uh, Dallas, um, Dallas definitely has trails, uh, but it didn't have that kind of elevation as uh, as yeah. we get uh, in bay area and bay area is like a mecca for all the trails um, and after that i just got into uh, more and more ultras in order to uh, learn more about uh, different trail systems in bay area i um, used to run ultras and then i uh, used to get to know about uh, some of those trails so that was the strategy that i used yeah 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 this the 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 trail uh, running ultra running scene especially among uh, desis indian americans there seems to be kind of thriving so uh, it's it looks like the silicon valley and ultras are like a very potent combination <laughs> yeah i mean you need to have something uh, apart from your work as well right so uh, beria everybody is working so hard so you need to have something other than work that will keep you busy yeah yeah and uh, then you signed up for this you know granddaddy of all ultras that you've done which is the kakadona 250 you know and uh, i think you're probably the second person or third person i'm talking to who's done something of that magnitude right uh, hima and niloy before you um 250 miles that is just unimaginable what what got you into that what were you doing were you just sitting looking at the wall listening to some nice kishore kumar songs and suddenly <laughs> wow let me just do 250 <laughs> how did it happen tell us about it yes that's uh, that's quite interesting um, so i um, had done a couple of 100 milers uh, one was um, um, the rdl uh, rio del lago 100 miler in uh, folsom and the other one was uh, bear 100 uh, which is in utah uh, which is uh, quite a tough uh, 100 mm-hmm. uh, mountain 100 so i um, um, i thought um, uh, again i mean uh, i had one of the dnf in uh, 100 as well uh, wherein i went from uh, just 100k to 100 miler and i wasn't ready for that um, so i usually 
uh, I'm not so good at adapting. When I'm saying uh, you need to adapt, and uh, uh, so that 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 was the message to myself as well. Uh, I find it really hard uh, in a very first race to adapt and uh, see how I can um, basically go on in some of the difficult circumstances. Mm. And in hundred miler, uh, uh, I mean in marathons, you uh, they call it uh, they call it as walls, right? So you mm. um, you get stuck in uh, wall or you uh, you have to overcome a wall. Here in 100 milers, you have to uh, uh, you have to go through tunnels, right? So uh, there are lots of uh, hmm. such tunnels and uh, lots of those low points that you go through, and you still uh, come out of those tunnels and uh, you finish those um, ultras. So uh, I'm not trying to make it dramatic, but uh, in some cases it's true. In some cases, it's uh, much easier as well. For some people, 100 milers are fairly easier. So I did this bare 100. Uh, and I was um, um, at around 70th mile. Uh, it was really cold. Uh, it was around um, 25 uh, degrees or so. And it was raining. And uh, um, I was sitting in that aid station for almost one hour. Um, because my next aid station or next part was the highest point uh, on the mountain. And I was really worried if, um, because uh, all my uh, uh, gear was totally soaked wet. Mm. So I was thinking, uh, how would I go on? Um, should I go on or not? And um, DNFing at that point was much more difficult because it is at the river and I would have had to wait uh, for at least three, four hours. Um, so I um, I kept one of the strategy in my mind uh, to um, just keep things on the fly and uh, don't make any decision at that point. You mm. can make decision later on. So just keep moving. So I, um, um, I I just kept moving after that and I finished that ultra. And um, I thought I can do longer distances because that was uh, like 35 hours, 20 minutes uh, uh, of my time. And um, so that gave me a confidence to a level that uh, I can go through um, lots of these really really low points mm. wherein um, weather is not cooperating with you or um, you're going through uh, lots of trouble right so um, then uh, uh, one of my friend uh, had signed up for uh, Coco Dona 250 that guy um, had uh, done triple crown uh, so he has done more 240 uh, Tahoe 200 and then uh, Bigfoot 200 as well so I had a lot of respect uh, with uh, through him and um, I thought let me try. I mean, uh, let me see how it feels um, to go beyond 100 miler as well, uh, because a lot of people kept talking about uh, 200 miler, quite different than um, than 100 miler. And um, in a typical 200 miler, um, you have to go through multiple nights, right? So I want to experience that. Uh, in 100 miler, uh, going through one night and another day was itself an enormous challenge. Uh, for many, including me, but uh, 200 miler, uh, I just couldn't imagine how would I do um, without sleep for whatever four or five nights. And Kokodona was, in fact, much longer. Uh, I believe this is the second uh, longest race in um, in uh, US. The first one is 3,100 miles, so that is uh, again a loop race that is out of my bounds. So that was uh, uh, that was something that I wanted to try, um, and uh, the friend that I uh, was looking forward to, uh, he didn't come uh, to Kokodona 250. I ended up going, and then I convinced um, uh, one of my other running friend. Um, he decided to join. I thought it would be a fun. Um, I mean, going through five nights, and then I um, put together uh, pretty solid training, um, not plan. I mean, I I like that unstructured version of um, uh, any training so we went through a uh, very rigorous training but um, that that's what triggered uh, my 250 mile uh, and i thought um, this would uh, give me a very good challenge um, in terms of uh, in terms of running yeah it's dangerous to be your friend <laughs> <laughs> if you become pradeep's friend be ready to run 200 plus miles not Morning. exactly. I, I love uh, hundred milers as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So you talked about uh, you made an interesting point about 
um, you know, training and unstructured training. Um, so how do you know that you're getting ready? Uh, you know, the advantage of structured training is obviously it's very scientific. There is a data behind it. Somebody's done it. So you're kind of just reusing somebody else's experience. And you kind of know, at least psychologically, that, okay, I may be ready for this big, uh, you know, challenge. Uh, in an unstructured training that you're talking about, how do you know you're ready for this? Yeah, so um, for 200 miler, um, I don't think there can be a structured training. Uh, <laughs> you just can't cover the distance or uh, you just can't uh, cover um, those those huge aspects in terms of physical as well as mental training, right? Uh, uh, for 200 miler, you just can't do another 200 miler. Mm. I mean, you can um, go and uh, do some fast packing, uh, go for um, a week long or whatever, a month long uh, Apple Chin Trail or uh, JMTs. And uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of uh, folks who have done PCTR or uh, JMT, uh, they were there at uh, Cocodona as well. So uh, for 200 miler, um, um, that was one of my um, uh, aspect of training is you just can't prepare for 200 miler. So mm. um, I used most of my 100 miler training as well. Um, so what I did was uh, one is definitely um, your physical part of it, right? So how do you uh, make sure you are ready uh, physically? Um, how can you get... Uh, May not be 200 miles, but um, how do you get as much time on your feet as possible, right? It's not mm. about pace. Um, it's not about time because um, I am uh, more of a mid-packer uh, mm. when it comes to ultras. So I wasn't too much worried about um, about cutoffs or uh, I wasn't too much worried about pace uh, because I thought from pace standpoint, I would do fairly well. Uh, I was more worried about uh, time on my feet and um, whether my legs would carry me for 200 or 250 miles or not. Mm -hmm. So physical was one aspect. Uh, mentally, um, uh, I have to be prepared. But again, I mean, you can do uh, only so much uh, from the mental uh, preparation standpoint too. The um, couple of uh, aspects would be sleep. Uh, sleep is definitely one of the major challenge in any mm -hmm. 200 plus miler. And another one was uh, blisters, right? So how do you prevent blisters? Uh, because this particular trail, uh, Cocodona 250 goes uh, from Sonoran Desert to uh, Alpine Pines um, of, uh, uh, of Mount Elden in Flagstaff, right? So it goes to a variety of uh, trails. Uh, so I thought, uh, and I usually get blisters uh, even in 50 miles as well. Um, so... Blister prevention, um, how can I do sleep management um, and uh, whether I can go without sleep after two nights or not. So that is what I wanted to check. So as part of training, um, um, I have a bunch of groups here. Um, so um, there were a few folks who were uh, training for longer ultras. So we did um, some back-to-back -back, uh, long runs. So 12 hours back to back, uh, 12 hours on Saturday, 12 hours on uh, Sunday. And um, most of the 50Ks uh, on uh, very uh, steep vertical. Um, so we focused on vertical as well. Vertical was another challenge. Uh, even though this particular race was advertising um, close to 24,000 feet, but in mm -hmm. fact, it was uh, when I had imported that GPX file, um, it was showing... Uh, 42 to 45 wow. uh, K of word. So, and that wasn't easy. That wouldn't be a flat race. Uh, we wouldn't call it as a flat race. So uh, we knew that uh, there is a significant vertical here. So um, I incorporated a lot of uh, vertical uh, uh, training in my uh, training. So basically longer runs, back-to-back -back long runs. Um, mm -hmm. Then um, your... Uh, uh, sleep management, we did a 48-hour run. Um, so basically, we started uh, uh, on Friday after work hours uh, when we were already tired. Uh, we started at uh, 8 o'clock and we went on till Sunday 8 o'clock. So Friday 8 o'clock through Sunday 8 o'clock. That gave us a lot of good confidence. Um, another very good run that we did was... Uh, uh, 50 miles um, at Mount Diablo, uh, covering almost um, 17,000 to 18,000 feet uh, mm. elevation gain. So those two runs give us uh, pretty good confidence. And um, I knew, I mean, I could uh, definitely 
withstand uh, the physical pain um, and of course i mean i had some of those issues when i had started uh, training in december i was going through um, the tendonitis um, uh, posterior tibial tendonitis so um, i went to some of the physiotherapy sessions as well so um, thanks to uh, the physiotherapist who uh, got me to the level um, of training but i did wait for that i mean i straight away got into uh, 45 miles trail run and then 50k's and so on and so forth so um uh, and then of course i mean strength um flexibility balance all those things have to uh, help you uh, in terms of recovery as well as uh, withstanding training too so all those wow. things definitely help amazing amazing uh, pradeep i mean you know uh, uh, 48 run i mean the fact that you did a 250 mile is, is is amazing that's one part but the prep for it is is not for the weak hearted definitely you know what you're talking about 48 hour runs leaving on a friday evening coming coming back on the sunday i mean it's 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 a lot of it's a huge amount of commitment it's a huge amount of physical mental uh, uh, commitment amazing uh, uh, so uh, that's just a lot of uh, there's a lot of hard work that you guys have put in behind it so what what motivates you to do something like this i mean you could just sit back and do a half marathon and be happy and be healthy and what pushes you to do these really extraordinary challenges yeah so i mean uh, first and foremost um, uh, when i started running that was uh, that was mostly for health reasons right or mm-hmm. uh, my brother said that and then i just got into running but then slowly it became a passion right it became passion um, and uh, uh, i wouldn't call it as a drug but um, uh, you get addicted to running too that was one mm-hmm. aspect second aspect is um, you think that oh you can do uh, 50k's you can do 50 milers you can do all these 100 milers so you definitely have something in you which can basically take you uh, that far so it gives you a lot of confidence and that gives you um, even much more urge to achieve more right so um, i cannot be much faster i mean um, i can still improve on my marathon time but uh, for me i think uh, going longer uh, more mm-hmm. and more and more of uh, i mean more than all that i think uh, running is a journey that, that is what i like most uh, when you said that uh, uh, 48 hour is too long but when it's done with your friends and uh, all the like minded people it becomes more like a journey right so the mm-hmm. entire training part i uh, uh, rather than race i think i love training more than uh, more than most of the races so mm. um, that is more of a journey to me um, and then you just get uh, addicted to doing more and more yeah yeah so almost like what i'm hearing is you know like uh, a desire to keep growing you know there's a continuous desire to explore new aspects of uh, yourself uh, it it's a mindset right in the sense that not everybody has that mindset uh, you seem to be driven by that right uh, uh, how far can i mean is this something are you like that in all aspects of your life or is it like something that only in running you you for you use this mindset do you take this mindset everywhere um i tend to take that mindset uh, in most of the places um, and again i mean as um, as i say uh, every every successful thing comes with a sacrifice right i mean mm. uh, you have to be uh, driven for something so it has become my passion mm. um even uh, in my professional life let's say if i want to take up a higher role i need to be ready to make that sacrifice right so am i ready mm. for that that's all matters uh, mm. similarly for running too i have to make sacrifices i have to um, go away from my family and do all those 12 hour training runs so yeah. um it all depends on how driven you are uh, towards a particular goal so um in not in all the cases but in most of the cases i try to uh, improve myself and i try to be a better version of myself yeah no terrific and how how do you balance like uh, you know you you're in you know you're a sales you're in sales in tech sales and you know you have there's a lot of travel sometimes uh, there are pressures of work of course um, kids marriage uh, family uh, how do you you know 
how do you balance this and, and make sure you're still getting the training you need for this this kind of efforts? Yeah, I, I think uh, sometimes it gets really tough. Um, so from training uh, standpoint, most of my training uh, is on weekends. So um, I try mm-hmm. to keep it uh, on weekends. Um, and fortunately, uh, um, I have to make sure that my weekends are free. And uh, sometimes if uh, work takes priority, so be it. Um, but from a family perspective, uh, it definitely takes toll uh, because uh, you have to uh, stay um, or uh, you have to spend a lot of time away from uh, your family. So it definitely takes toll. Uh, but most of my training happens on weekend. Um, and um, in some cases, whenever I get time, uh, weekdays, it's all uh, um, I try to um, take maybe an hour or 30 minutes out and then i go for a quick run if not then i don't uh, i don't bother too much weekday mm. uh, runs are absolutely fine and um, you can do yogas or pilates or any strength train, train, uh, strength training at any point of time i mean uh, you don't need uh, a lot of people uh, keep on telling me that uh, i'm too busy to run or i'm too busy uh, to take time out um, i mean it all depends on you right uh, how uh, uh, you want to achieve that. So uh, my work doesn't get affected, but uh, I mean, there may be some effect, uh, especially after race or so. Um, so I try to take uh, one or two days off um, if I am really uh, not into it. So, but otherwise uh, I try to balance um, all three aspects. Yeah. And and the race itself, the 250 uh, mile of the Cocodona, uh, how was it? What was did it did it end up did you I mean was it something you as per what you expected or uh, or was it completely different from what you were prepared for? Not not certainly. I mean, uh, if um, everything goes as per plan, then um, it would be that perfect, right? So uh, uh, for me, I don't think anything has uh, ever gone uh, to the plan. So um, first of all, I think. Um, I mean, we like the aspect that it was an inaugural version, right? So nobody knew what's in store uh, uh, for us. So um, the entire version was absolutely new and it was a point-to-point race. I love point-to-point races because uh, you feel like you're going from point A to point B on foot, right? So uh, you're covering that much of ground. Um, So this was absolutely a new version. Uh, We didn't know, we knew that it, was going to be hot and most of my training um, um, happened during uh, colder uh, weather so um, that part was definitely worrying me uh, because Mm -hmm. I was absolutely away from uh, hot weather another one was uh, desert as well Uh, earlier I had DNF'd um, at Bryce Canyon so I knew uh, how that sand and how that fine sand uh, plays with your foot and blisters and so on so uh, from um, blister prevention standpoint, we were all prepared by taping our feet and all. Um, so I wasn't too much worried about that aspect. Um, but I was what I was worried was uh, definitely heat. Um, uh, we didn't know how those trails were because that was absolutely unknown to us. Uh, mm-hmm. Nobody of us had um, run in Arizona. Um, and then third aspect was sleep. Um, so out um, out of three of us, uh, there were three of us uh, who went from Bay Area together. Um, so only one person had uh, run 175 miles, uh, people. Uh, but two of us, Kaushik and me, we were absolutely new. Um, so it was all unknown territory. So Kokodona, I would say, I mean, um, I ran with some of the uh, bigger names like Jin Dykes, um, who is a world record holder, uh, who has run a sub-3 marathon uh, while he was uh, more than 70 years old. So um, uh, his comment was, he has done a triple crown as well, and his comment was, uh, Kokodona is uh, by far the hardest double handle uh, that I have seen. So it was definitely much harder race. And every day uh, we were faced with a new challenge. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. for example, uh, uh, when we started a race, uh, the first day uh, itself was touted as one of the most difficult day uh, because uh, there was uh, uh, there was supposedly um, uh, 22 miles of gap between two aid stations. The second Mm -hmm. and third aid station, there was 22 miles of gap. 
and temperature was going to be in 90s uh, earlier that's what uh, they said but then temperature was just in 80s and uh, they said you should carry at least 3 liters of water uh, from yeah. aid station 2 to aid station 3 but um, i had carried almost 4 liters of water and um, i would say 90 more than 90% of runners ran without um, or uh, ran out of water Mm. i think 6 or 7 miles to the uh, third aid station so people were carrying like 5 liters of water or 6 liters of water and they still ran out of water um and we had to give water to other folks and also it was um, it was definitely a tough day even in 80s uh, i don't know what would happen in 90s or 100s mm. um so that was uh, first day second day um, and again i mean that put us into uh, um and we had a little bit of a mismatch of a strategy as well we took a lot of breaks uh, we thought it's a 200 mile and uh, uh, we should take it easy and all um, and we took a lot of breaks and that put us to the back of the pack mm. and we were fighting with cutoffs and all and um, second day was absolutely different uh, second day also every day it got hotter um, so uh, mm. temperature was going up at least 5 degrees every day uh, fourth day was i think around 115 or 120 degrees uh, but second day uh, i mean most of the aid station to aid station those stretches were absolutely relentless just go through multiple hills and um, uh, there was no end to it uh, we were just thinking that um, this should end and we should get to uh, some kind of uh food bonanza or something right so uh we just wanted to put uh, into all this um, all this suffering so uh, but every day was um, very different um, lots of different types of trails um, so there are just rocks and rocks and rocks so you can't uh, even run some of those downhills too mm. um so that gets a little bit of frustrating um, and the more frustrating part was we didn't know uh, any of it so uh in some sections you go through uh, huge boulders and um, you have to identify uh, the trail just by white dots uh, on those stones so those boulders are like uh, huge and um, you have to go uh, at the middle of the night um, so if you miss those then probably you will end up somewhere and um, you wouldn't even know that there is a uh, there is a big lake uh, besides that uh, i mean while going through boulders we didn't even see that because it was all night and um, so it's all relentless uh, very different types of trail system uh, very hot weather and then at night it was really cold and um, then the last day was like uh, um, full of hallucinations and um, so uh, i had taken bunch of trail naps um, most of our plans had gone awry uh, because we couldn't follow any of our plans our timings were absolutely um, out of the park so um on the fourth day or so when i was all alone uh, i usually don't take crew or pacers but uh, uh while one of my friend was insisting i took a uh, uh, crew and then hima and uh, uh, pavan were there so that was absolutely a good decision uh, uh, that i made uh, otherwise uh, it stations weren't that good um, we were expecting good food but uh, we didn't get uh, that good hot food, uh, hot food as well and um, all those hundreds 200s they are all about eating uh, eat mm. and run so those are the that is the strategy so last uh, fourth and fifth day uh, they were uh, full of hallucinations um, um, i was going back and forth um, uh, considering that oh i must have missed marker so i might be on a wrong course or um, um one of that stretch was really long so it took me a long time and after that i was uh, my mind was playing with me that uh, you don't need to uh, do that last stretch uh, very near to go through mount elden which is like at around 9000 feet and my mind was telling me um, you will get buckle um, you don't have to go through that stretch you just go directly to finish <laughs> so uh, um i i just couldn't uh, focus on that so i took help from uh, one of the other runner and his pacer and then i uh, 
went with them uh, instead of going alone um, in that uh, night stage uh, but overall fantastic experience uh, playing with all those problems and uh, how you manage all those problems on the fly and uh, then still keep going so uh, it yeah. was wonderful experience awesome congratulations thank you thank you that's amazing that's amazing no no easy that's not an easy feat and uh, that's amazing yeah so what's next for you uh, next one um, i don't know um, uh, there are some bucket list races uh, that we have um, so one of the races is called uh, tour de gia uh, mm-hmm. it's in um, it's in italy and um, that's another 200 miler but uh, it's very tough uh, it has around 80000 feet gain so that's what attracts us um, all the vertical and elevation gain um, so you will hear all that uh, elevation in terms of feet and meters uh, to your ultra running friends uh, but that is uh, that race is on our cards and um, utm is uh, is also another race that uh, that is uh, my bucket list race but uh, qualifying for utmb and western states it just takes uh, forever uh, so hopefully one day yep you know as i was and i was as you were telling me about your uh, cocodona 250 experience and you were telling me about temperatures going up i said there you go again you love to run in hot races <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i mean That's i just ended up um, running in hot weather but um, i didn't enjoy it as much because since now i have uh, Moved to Bay Area and it's uh, it's much cooler. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. That's uh, that's beautiful, Pradeep. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so uh, I want to move on to the next part of our conversation. Um, you know, we have a sense of your uh, journey so far, what you've done with some of the big races. Uh, I want to move to a more lighter part of our conversation, which is a fun Q and A round. And um, So are you ready for that? Make sure your questions are easy. <laughs> <laughs> it 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 is it is I I tell people it's not the current Johar rapid fire so it'd be easy questions <laughs> won't put you in the spot. <laughs> no contro- not not put you in controversies so let's go for that. Thank you. Okay, these are very simple easy questions but uh, let's go for it. Ready? Mhm. So first one, what's your favorite junk food? I uh, I love hash browns. Hash browns, all right. Hash browns and uh, French fries. Do you eat a lot of them, or just when you have to? No, I, when you yeah, I eat. Um, I eat mostly during uh, races, and uh, sometimes uh, we get uh, to go as well. So uh, um, usually within a month or so. Okay. I don't. Know, are you a teetotaler? Uh not really. Not okay. really. So I have a question on that regard. So what's your spirit of choice? Um I uh, I like uh, Irish whiskey. Um mm. so mostly um Jameson um is my choice. I like wine as well but uh, uh Irish whiskey uh, by far the best. Wow. You know I've never had Irish whiskey. Is it uh, distinct from the American and the Scotch whiskies? uh definitely i mean um, it's quite different than uh, scotch um mm. and um, american whiskies uh, i haven't tried much um, um i don't like uh, bourbons <laughs> okay okay all right um uh, what's a good one the first time i'm asking this question so it's a unique answer yeah. okay a song a song that uplifts your moods wow I have um I usually uh, listen to um Indian songs uh, mm. Hindi songs um there are a bunch of songs I mean um, I like um uh, lots of newer songs um, there is uh, but uh, while running I don't listen to songs um, so that doesn't uh, do much uh, <laughs> during running but um, while I'm not running I like uh, pashmina uh, uh, I don't uh, know the wordings uh, right now but i like uh, pashmina uh, i have bunch of uh, favorite songs as well some of the uh, older songs too yeah pashmina is the 
Uh, Amit Trivedi's composition, correct? Correct. 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 Yeah, I love that too. It's a beautiful song. Beautiful song. Okay. Next one. What's the worst thing? The worst thing of being an ultra runner. You just get too dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at the end of a race or even uh, during the race, you just, I mean, you just go through dirt, right? So, um, uh, that's what you said earlier. You go through so much of dirt that um, uh, you don't like hugging any anyone. Or uh, I find it very hard if uh, some of my friends come and uh, come afresh and they say, oh man, you did so well. But I try to stay away because uh, I'm usually so dirty. So I think that is one part. Otherwise, I, I love ultra running. I mean, I love every aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Of course. We know the good parts. We wanted to know the dirty part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. The last one, which is my favorite question, which I ask all my guests, which is, if a movie were made of you, A, what genre would it be? And B, who would you like to play you? <laughs> Uh, maybe Pansing Tomer. <laughs> it would be definitely be related to sports um, and, of course, running. Um, but um, I don't know. I mean, um, I like um, I like anything uh, to do with uh, running passion. So if um, some heroes are related to um, passions and very uh, mediocre or average people who have transformed their lives uh, mm. through running, so. Something on uh, that sort, but uh, it could certainly be sports, uh, sports uh, genre. Yeah, and who who would you like to play you? Pick a, you got to pick an actor. Oh, I got to play pick an actor. Okay, um, um, that actor is uh, is now uh, no more. Uh, his name is Sushant Singh Rajput. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right, you did well. Um, Pradeep, on the fun round, we got to learn a few more things about you, and uh, thanks for that. So we're kind of coming to an end of our conversation. Uh, it was a fantastic conversation. Learned a lot uh, in your journey and what you have learned, and you sh- thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, and uh, so kind of wrapping up here, is there any message you want to give to the viewers as a wrap-up comment before we call it in? No, I think um, I would just say one thing, uh, trust in yourself and mm. uh, just uh, don't, uh, just listen to yourself. I mean, uh, uh, we all have so much of capability um, in ourselves and uh, that we don't know uh, mm. that we can go much farther. So just trust in yourself and uh, do wonders. Yeah. That's all beautiful. I can say. No, that's a beautiful, beautiful message and, you know, your life. Your journey in running definitely uh, reflects that. Hey, Pradeep, thanks a lot for making time. Uh, you know, I'll let you have enjoy the rest of the afternoon on, on this Sunday and we'll stay in touch. Thank you very much, Santosh. Thanks for um, getting my story out. Really appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Have Bye. a good one.